It's the Rolling with Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and this is episode 12, and my guest today is Alex. Now, usually I have met my guest or know them, but with Alex, I don't. We've only um, met via Facebook. And um, Al, uh, Mike, a previous guest, uh, said, I have to um, interview Alex Alex has an um, inspiring story. So here we are, episode 12. And thank you, Alex, for being a guest on my podcast. Cool. So we'll jump right into it. How'd you get into inline skating? Okay. So as Mike might have told you, I actually have lupus, which is an autoimmune disease. So in 2019, I had a double hip replacement and, um, you know, lupus had eroded uh, the interior of my uh, hip bones. And so at 34, I had to have them totally replaced and it was a whole thing. So when the pandemic started, I was still on a cane and I was still in physical therapy, but Mm -hmm. then I wasn't able to continue physical therapy. So just to keep from losing my mind, I Mm -hmm. started walking every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so at first I could only walk a block or two. um, And I think this was like April, 2020. Yeah. But by August 2020, I was walking four miles every day. And it was an incredibly empowering thing. And mm-hmm. walking really became central to my life. I really identified with um, one of your other guests who was talking about their experience walking. Oh, yeah. Shadow um, Yeah, yeah. So, but this fe- past February in 2021, I got really sick again. And every time I would try to go walk, it was making things worse, right? Like when you have lupus, your immune system can't always tell the difference between good activity and bad activity. Mm. So I needed to find a type of exercise that was even lower impact. Um, And this is around the time when I started seeing a ton of like roller skating TikTok and Mm -hmm. Instagram and all of that. So I was like, okay, like I grew up in Detroit. I live in New York. Both of these places have like stronger, really strong black kind of roller skating culture. Mm -hmm. So let me try to roller skate. So I got my first pair of roller skates in April 2020. And I was really into it. I started going to roller dance every class, every week. I still go to roller dance class every week on the Upper West Side. Um, And then I was kind of looking at meetup.com and I found a group of women that were doing kind of um, trail skates every Sunday on Governor's Island. So I was like, okay, cool. I got like my outdoor wheels, the whole Mm -hmm. nine. And it was a terrible experience. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you've ever tried to roller skate outside, but roller skates, even the smallest twig or pebble Mm -hmm. will take you out. And I had only been skating for two weeks, so I barely knew what I was doing. 
So even though I had like the right wheels and the right setup, I will kid you not, I was falling every 100 feet or so. But shout out to Black women, because even though I personally extended the ride like an extra two or three hours, they all took turns staying with me so I could get around the little island at least once. And I'm always grateful to those women for that, because I probably would have quit skating right then had they left me by myself out there. So... I couldn't figure out though, like how they were all beginners and were like racing around the island and weren't falling. And I even looked at a crack in the sidewalk and I was going down. <laughs> and they were like, girl, you need to get you some inline skates. Like, we are not about that roller skating life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? I didn't think Black people did rollerblading. Like, what? And, you know, I'm 36, so I grew up in Detroit in the 90s. And in the 90s in Michigan, um, rollerblading was a very white male sport, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it was not considered safe for Black women to go to the the, uh, skate park and all of this other stuff, like skateboarding, rollerblading, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm sure there were... Black folks who did it, but mm-hmm. I didn't know any, right? So I was like, rollerblading, are you serious? Like, I don't know about that, sis. <laughs> but <laughs> they just looked so good and they were having so much fun. And I knew I really wanted to skate outside and I knew I was never roller skating outside ever again. Mm-hmm. So I uh, found out about, I think it's called Kinetic skate sonic skate shop in queens yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so i made an appointment with him for the next day and i told him straight up i was like look i don't know if i'm about to buy these inlines because i'm not trying to have any space boot type of thing because again (laughs) i'm still thinking of the 90s yeah but I just want to see what it's like to put these boys on to see if it really makes a difference. Cause I think I might just suck at skating period. Mm-hmm. And to his credit, he was like, it's cool, whatever, you know, come by. I'll let you like try some on and we'll go from there. And he shows me these really pretty skates and they're like bright blue and they're way nicer than the ones that I remember. And of course that's like totally superficial, but I was like, <laughs> okay I, I could wear these and not be embarrassed in Harlem like this is this is okay right and so then I try them on um in the back of his shop and it really did make a huge difference like the Scott mm-hmm. this the shock absorption was so much better so I got them I got some FR180s and I started taking lessons with um, a skate teacher in the Bronx mm-hmm. and wow, I, I guess it's been almost 12 weeks now where I, I go out to the Bronx every week and, you know, we've been practicing skating on the street and jumping over things and turns and, you know, just having a really amazing time. And shockingly, you know, it's been about like three months now and I've been 
skating on my inlines and skating on my roller skates. You know, I skate probably four or five times a week, about half on my roller skates, half on my inlines. And it's been amazing. And they're, they're pretty different experiences, but they definitely helped me improve as an overall skater. And it's, it's been a great experience so far. I, I just want to say kudos to you for like everything you've been through and um, picking up this new activity as an adult, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then switching from roller, roller skates to roller blades, like uh, kudos to you. I haven't been on, uh, I've been on roller skates, I think maybe last year, year before last. And I actually started on roller skates, but quickly transitioned into inline skates. And I did this as a, you know, as a team. And then I was jumping down steps and doing all these tricks. <laughs> and when you said, you know, you're you're practicing and you're jumping over stuff, I would not do any of that right now. <laughs> I'm just trying not to fall. I fell yeah. a couple of weeks ago and I was just like, damn it. <laughs> so like definitely kudos to you for real like um that's super dope and that you you know you found a a community yeah yeah well thank you for that I mean what I tell people is I fall all the time Mm -hmm. and I've just become okay with it right so I mean, especially when I'm outside, I have like my pads and my wrist guards and my helmet on because all the classes require that and it'll just become a part of my habit. And Red, the teacher I go to in the Bronx, like the first two classes, he's all about like teaching you how to fall safely and Mm -hmm. kind of teaching you that muscle memory. Mm-hmm. So it's really gotten to the point where I'm totally okay with falling, right? And it's just because now I know how to make sure I'm either falling on my um, pads or I'm falling on my side. So for me, I'm just kind of taking it as a given that falling is going to happen. And it's kind of like, how do we impose some harm reduction here mm-hmm. and it's always so funny because especially like if we're out in the street or on the sidewalk and I fall people are like oh my god oh my god and Red is like she's fine leave her alone she's fine yeah. <laughs> and they always think he's so heartless but it's literally because I fall all the time like I'm the most clumsy person ever and I just you know but I've also been really lucky in that no one's ever made fun of me or mm-hmm. laughed at me or anything. So I've been able to learn in the Bronx and Harlem, even at the rinks. And people are like, yeah, that's part of it, right? Like anytime you're trying something hard, that comes with it, you know? So I think part of why my experience has been the way it is, is because I've gone to really experienced people from the jump, right? Mm-hmm. Like, my roller dance teacher has been roller skating professionally for like 30, 40 years. My inline skate teacher has been street skating for like 30 years. So, <clears throat> you know, I trust them, but they're also just really good instructors. So mm-hmm. I think that 
makes me a little braver because I can trust that they know what they're talking about and they're working really hard to make sure I don't become injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely find taking classes has made me way braver than I probably would have been otherwise on my own. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I can tell you that uh, <laughs> I definitely should be wearing pads um and you know i definitely recommend people wear protective pads i always wear a helmet um i busted my knee because i didn't have uh knee pads on so (laughs) and that hurts it hurts so bad when you fall on your knees without knee pads oh gosh and uh when i when i fell i just sat there and (laughs) I wasn't embarrassed. I was just like, it's like, I guess my, my little ego, like, ah, oh, damn, Tasia, you fell. And and I do have knee pads. <laughs> so I was like, should have <laughs> wear them damn knee pads. So, yes, definitely wear your protective gear. Well, you, you said you have to wear it anyway when you go to these classes, but it now yeah. just becomes habit, like, right. you know. And I think people especially if you've been skating for a while, like mm. you transitioned from like teens to now, you're like, mm. oh, I don't want to look goofy or anything wearing these pads, but shucks, that'll save you. Like that is mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so marks. I don't care if I have knee pads, elbow pads, uh, shin guards, all that. As long mm-hmm. as you're protected. So yeah, definitely don't worry how you, you may be perceived or you look, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about being protected. So, I mean, look, you in your 30s, if you hit your knee uh, one good time, that's it. <laughs> Yo, listen, listen, that's why I'm not doing any of these tricks. Like, I, I got to be very selective. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I got to be very selective. Like, oh, you go down the wrong way. It's Mm-mm. it's a wrap. I'm out for a while. So <laughs> no. it's not the same as when you were a teenager and you went down and you just jump up like it's all good. Like, no, it's not all good at all. <laughs> Exactly. You just sitting there like, ah, oh, damn. Ooh. Yeah, because I don't wear pads when I um, skate at the rink. Although mm-hmm. Red has gotten on me about that, so I think I need to get some like low profile knee pads at least because yeah. I fell on my kneecap during roller dance class and like bruised the um, like that bursa sac on your kneecap. Mm-hmm. And two weeks later, it is still really sensitive to the touch. I was like, okay, never again, because this is not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. So you spoke about this a little bit, but what do you, like, really enjoy about inline skating or roller skating? Like, what do you get out of it? I think with skating in general it feels like freedom you Mm. know I mean I'm not a skinny girl right so there's not too many opportunities especially with a double hip replacement where I get to have the feeling of moving fast Mm -hmm. and like feeling the wind through your hair and you know being able to do um these cool turns and I mean I'm not up to spinning yet or whatever Mm -hmm. but like there's a there's just a real freedom of it you know and I there aren't too many 
opportunities as a black woman where I feel like I have the opportunity to feel that kind of freedom, but also that kind of playfulness, mm -hmm. you know, like skating has no professional connections for me. Like it's not about achievement. It's mm -hmm. something that I get to do just because I like it, you know? And that's been an incredible feeling, you know? It's not about losing weight. It's not about hitting a certain number of steps. It, mm -hmm. It's just fun, you know? And I did not realize that playfulness was something I was missing in my life until I started having the experience of skating and even you know, whether it's going to the rink and racing around the rink super fast or, you know, practicing jumps on my inlines or, you know, exploring new neighborhoods that mm -hmm. I've never gotten to before. Um, that feeling of creativity and freedom and playfulness has been something that I've come to really deeply appreciate. I totally agree. So everyone listening, get you a pair of inline skates, roller skates, and get out there. Doesn't matter if you haven't skated since you were a kid or you never skated at all. You could do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, you, there is no way anyone will be less terrible than I or more terrible than I was. Like, I literally could not stand on them skates. Like, it was so bad, you know. But... I wasn't recording myself for social media. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing it for anybody else. It's, it literally didn't matter, you know? Yeah. And because skating is so embedded in Harlem culture, you know, when I went out to skate on my roller skates the first couple of times, like there were a lot of OGs on my block who were like, hey, sis, let me show you how to stay a little steadier or mm -hmm. like make sure you have your helmet on or make sure you have this and that on, right? So mm -hmm. people were looking out for me and helping me and guiding me. Um, and it also helped me build new relationships with my neighbors who I had no idea that they went to the rink every week and skated, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, I think it's easy to get into this like kind of self-consciousness about like folks are going to be judging me or whatever. But at least in New York, like nobody cares what some other random is doing. Like <laughs> they exactly. are not paying you any mind, you know. So you might as well like just let yourself have a little fun, you know. Especially when we're all going through this pandemic and it's so stressful. I, I honestly believe it's one of the best things we can do for ourselves is let ourselves do something we enjoy just for the sake of enjoying it. Exactly. Have some fun have some fun whatever it is you know it doesn't have to be skating or cycling it's just do something you know like you said for the sake of doing it to enjoy and a lot of times we lose that once we become adults and have to start paying bills and parents and all this other stuff and then on top of having <laughs> the pandemic it's like oh so having an outlet whether it's skating, table tennis, swimming, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, do the things that you used to 
enjoy as a kid now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. And who cares if someone laughs at you because you fell? Nine times out of ten, they're not, you don't see them on those skates. Right. <laughs> they, they, and nine times out of ten, like, people aren't going to laugh at you like exactly. that either, right? Yeah. Like, nine times, I've literally never had anyone laugh at me. Like, mm-hmm. people are always like, oh, my God, are you okay? Can we help you? Exactly. Or, oh, man, are you sure you should get back up and start skating again? <laughs> but I literally have never had anyone, like, laugh. Even, you would think, um, like, the worst people would be teenagers. Yeah. But even teenagers are like, oh man, are you all right? Like that looked like that hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Cause look, if you go to the rink, those teenagers be wiping out every, I mean, if you have never seen chaos before, (laughs) be around a bunch of teenagers on skates. Like it is pure (laughs) chaos. But (laughs) even they're like super empathetic. Like, yeah. Oh, miss are you all right like can I help you you know because everybody you know especially if you're in a skating environment everybody no matter how good they are has fallen at exactly. least a couple of times you know? exactly so it's it's really not that deep but now what sucks is when people get hurt because yeah. they're out here and you know, they've been learning from people on the internet who don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. and they don't have any pads on and they like pull their knee or whatever, you know, now that's really, I think, um, what people need to be concerned about. So I'd say like, be careful who you're learning from, like, mm-hmm. you know, like don't <laughs> take instructions from other beginners that learned like two months ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now they're the expert like yeah now like look i tell people all the time like just because they look good does not mean they know how to keep you from being injured you know mm-hmm. like those mm-hmm. are two very different things so yeah no you're absolutely right what advice or words of encouragement would you offer someone who's had a similar surgery to yours and is thinking about getting into roller skating, inline skating? I would say um, take it slow, right? Like for me, going from the cane to walking and then to skating was Mm -hmm. super important Mm -hmm. Um, because the other thing I was doing was I was stretching twice a day, right? So by the time I decided to try skating, I had improved significantly in Mm. terms of my overall endurance, but also in terms of my muscle flexibility. Because with skating, you don't really think about it, but flexibility is so, so important. And it becomes even more important if you've replaced a joint, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have to rehabilitate that entire, not just the joint that you replace, but all the muscles connected to it. So you know, doing your full, you know, prescription of physical therapy and then, you know, making sure that you're taking things slowly are super important. Um, But, you know, once you've gone through that whole process, um, don't be afraid, you know, put your, Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> put your gear on, you know, talk to your doctor about it and then take things slow. Now, you know, I'm not going to be doing anything super risky, like mm-hmm. skating at a skate park, you know, mm-hmm. or like doing grinds or stuff. So when I'm talking about jumps, I'm talking about literally like jumping on and off curbs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. Um, because the more you escalate the risk, the more you start thinking about cracking <laughs> your hip replacement or something <laughs> yeah. terrible. Um, but there are a lot of things you can do without even getting that far. I mean, there's a, a reason why you see a lot of elders in their 80s at the mm-hmm. rink still skating, right? Yeah. Because it's an incredibly low impact, um, creative way of exercising right Mm -hmm. and then one of the things that I did for my rehab is I was swimming laps and doing aquatic rehab right so I would say try a couple of different low impact activities and see what you actually enjoy I think getting instruction from um, knowledgeable certified practitioners becomes even more important right Mm -hmm. I think your average person can probably get away with just doing YouTube tutorials or, you know, learning from whoever they meet. But I think mm-hmm. if you have, um, you know, diabetes or an autoimmune disease or rheumatoid arthritis or, you know, any of this kind of stuff, then going to like a skate IA certified instructor who will make sure you're protecting your knees while skating is super important. Mm -hmm. Somebody who can like tell you how to enter your turn safely, who will kind of lay out a process of learning that is thoughtful and measured. Cause so much uh, what you see on these like beginner for beginner tutorials are about jumping right into all kinds of tricks. Mm -hmm. Like, I learned skating last week and now let's figure out how to do toe spins. Like, well, <laughs> you know, there are like eight different things you probably should have learned before that. Like it's wild how many people I meet out on the street where they can do dips and spins, but they can't stop. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, sis, like, <laughs> that's not the move. Right. And so learning those basics become even more important when you have some kind of disability or chronic illness. So, you know, I'm all for, I encourage people all the time, like take risks, try new things, but do harm reduction in how you try those new things, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, one of the most important parts of my harm reduction practice is always wearing gear if I'm skating outside and having experienced teachers who um, take seriously the art of teaching um, just as much as they take seriously the art of skating, right? Because there's a lot of people who will just be like, oh, I can skate well, so I'll just make some money teaching on the side, right? And everybody who's an, uh, an experienced skater isn't necessarily an experienced teacher either, right? That's right. So, you know, take your time to find folks who care. Like Mike, I've taken a number of classes with him. He's excellent you know, um, and he cares deeply about the success of his students, you know, so go to people that other skaters recommend, you know, other experienced skaters recommend. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to all the certified uh, skating coaches. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Travel and all those other, uh, like I said, certified skating coaches. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
you're right. Like people are like, hey, can you teach me how to skate? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we could go out in the park and I could, you know, try to assist you, but I'm not a certified coach. <laughs> so <laughs> I can watch you fall, you like, know, listen. like I can call the ambulance. <laughs> That is my disclaimer. Like, listen, let me tell you. <laughs> no, yeah, but that definitely makes the difference. And um, and uh, my friend who I also interviewed, and he was talking about that for cycling. And he was like, you know, learn from experienced cyclers. You know, watching YouTube tutorials, you know, nothing wrong with that because you'll get something out of it. But mm-hmm. learn from those who have been doing it or who are certified to do it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that have the experience because you know everyone's an expert now so <laughs> nowadays is a literal expert and it's just like you know but then those will be the same people that when you get injured they'll be like well i'm just a beginner like <laughs> nah sis you was a whole ass expert like <laughs> a couple minutes ago what happened to that exactly <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I, I mean, I watch YouTube for ideas on what to ask my teachers about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I I'm really interested in speed skating, so mm-hmm. um, I saw a number of speed skaters on YouTube talking about like this double push thing. So when I went to the Central Park Skate Patrol um, beginner intermediate class, I asked one of the teachers, like, "Hey, like, what is this double push thing?" And he showed me and I was like, wow, that is way more complicated than they made it seem on YouTube, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was so glad I wasn't out here being foolish. Like, I'm going to try a double push. Like, no, that's like two years away. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, I think it can inform your learning. Yeah. Um, it can even expose you to different styles of skating that you may not have even known existed. And I mm-hmm. think that can be really dope. right um but you know in general it is i think it's better even if you don't have a teacher that lives in your city right there's a lot of these folks now that do um online teaching and they'll like you can send them a video of your stride or Mm -hmm. whatever you're trying to do and they'll give you feedback and even that's better than nothing yeah Cause you'll see a lot of folks, even in the skate groups that'll talk about, you know, they've taught themselves for the last three or four months and they're doing really well, but they feel like they've reached a plateau and they're like, it's getting boring now. I don't know what else to do. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, maybe I'm just not really into skating. And it's like, that's the perfect time to go see an instructor about what are some different types of skating you could get into or some new styles or tricks or whatever you know so sometimes it's not even about learning it's about kind of taking your skating to the next level so Mm -hmm. that it continues to be something that's like intellectually and creatively stimulating you know yeah definitely so so speaking of next level what are some of the goals that you want to accomplish so my big long-term goal for myself is to eventually be able to skate in a skate marathon. I would love to do the New York skate marathon at Prospect Park one day. It's definitely mm-hmm. not going to be this year because I really need to 
build up my endurance and learn how to uh, skate in a pace line and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to take a speed skating class with um, Gotham Roller Derby. They're having some workshops in a couple weeks that I'm super excited about. Um, so I would love to eventually get technically proficient enough to be able to do speed skating, particularly distance speed skating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd love to get technically proficient enough that I felt comfortable doing the big street skates, you know, like yeah. in New York, we have so many of these, like the Thursday night skates and the Wednesday night skate and all of that. So I would love to get to a point where I felt confident enough to do that. I mean, I didn't do the big apple roll this year because I was like, yeah, going from just skating with my teacher on the sidewalk to skating with a couple hundred people feels like too much this year. But (laughs) it's definitely something that like this time last year, next year, rather, I would love to be able to be like, yeah, I did it. It was dope, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think those are the big goals I have my eye on is being able to do these longer like 15 20 mile skates that folks do nice well you'll accomplish them let me know when (laughs) you'll you know when you decide to do the skate marathon I'll be out there uh not skating but like cheering you on (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you (laughs) uh Mike said he was thinking about doing it this year and I said let me know I'm a you know cheer you on as well maybe maybe that's something i'll do in the near future as well but i'll let you oh i'm sorry go ahead no no no. i said i'll chill y'all on first see see how it is and then i'll decide (laughs) after that i mean but if you've already skated 14 miles you're halfway there you know like it's a 23 yeah it's like 23.1 or is it 26.1 yeah yeah It might be closer than you think. Maybe, maybe. Where is it? It's in Prospect Park, right? Yeah. The thing is, those hills. That's exactly. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Uh, I know sometimes I'm struggling on a bike, so all my yeah. skates is, uh, you know. But maybe I'll practice and see how I feel. And, but I'll definitely yeah. support y'all. Uh, make a sign. Like, go ahead. <laughs> you could do well. <laughs> your podcast has also inspired me to consider biking. Hey, like, I have always been terrified of biking in New York because the idea of biking on the street in New York just feels terrifying. But you know, now that I've been skating for the last couple of months, it doesn't seem as scary. And then listening to your experience, kind of. Um, building up in terms of the distance and the places you skate to I was like mm-hmm. okay like it sounds more doable than I had thought in my mind so I've been thinking about that too and there's so many um, cool groups that seem yes. to exist around biking, biking culture too so yes yeah who knows definitely uh, one of the groups is black girls do bike mm-hmm. um, you can join the Facebook group and um everyone's very welcoming if you have any questions about the types of bikes you want to get or you're thinking about getting or you know different routes Mm -hmm. you know when people ask me and and that's a major you know and a real concern about 
biking in New York City, the streets. Right. And, I, and I totally understand that. But there are, like, if the Hudson River Greenway is a path. So, yeah, yeah. you know, there's that. You know, um, there's been Cortland Park uh, up in the Bronx. It, that's a path. You know, so there are paths where you that you don't have to ride in the streets. And then, you know, slowly but surely you could, you know, maybe work your way up there. But, you know, you still have Central Park. You have Prospect Park. Yeah. So there are options, you know. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you're in with the skates, so it doesn't matter. I, I try to recruit <laughs> people for, skates, just for skating and, and cycling. So <laughs> whatever, you know. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for doing this podcast, because I've definitely, you know, once you um, reached out to me, I started listening to a bunch of your episodes, and I was like, this is so dope. Like, you just don't see, besides Girl Trek, I don't know of many podcasts that talk of where it's Black women talking about their experience um, doing outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you have the kind of growth of certain groups like Outdoor Afro and a couple of these other folks, but, you know, what you're doing is really unique and I think it's really important. So I'm really glad that you're doing this kind of work. I think it's going to encourage a lot of folks to be braver and go out there. So, yeah, I appreciate you and I appreciate this project. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate that. And that's, you know, one of the goals of the podcast is, you know, start where you are. You know, you can do it and hear everyone's stories on how they got started and maybe some of the trials and tribulations that they faced when they got started. And now, look, you know, no one is a professional. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even the professionals weren't professionals when they started. So, yeah, that's yeah. Well, I want to thank you again. I want to thank Mike for connecting us. And um, I'm (laughs) looking right. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you accomplish your goals. You know, just hit me up if you want to go skating. I'm in the Bronx. (laughs) So uh, I'll have you. I'll have you. And uh, yeah, any final words? No, this has been fantastic. I think we've covered a pretty good amount of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we did. All right. Um, This is Rolling With Tay Podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and this is episode 12. And thanks for listening. All right, cool. We could talk now.